which is Psalm 105, verses 1 to 6, then 23 to 26, finishing up with 45C. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles and the judgments he has uttered. O offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob lived as an alien in the land of Ham. And the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes, whose hearts he then turned to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent his servant Moses and Aram and Aaron, who he, whom he had chosen. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Ben, for the reading. Please pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Okay, so we're talking about names. And most of us have been taught at some time, if we've been participants in church for some length of time in our lives, we've been taught to pray in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, right? That shows up in a lot of our prayers, also in a lot of our hymns. Do we know that name? Do we know that name? Yeah, Byron says yes. Yeah, do we know that name? Do we know what we mean when we say, I'm praying in the, we pray in the name of God the Father. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray in the name of your Holy Spirit, God. What does it really mean? Sometimes those are words that have um, such a specific use that they're like um, circular they just reflect back on themselves. We don't know what they mean in practice. They're sort of ineffable. They've taken on a role in our lives without us being really able to apply them. If that's the case for you, I hope today will give you something to think about that helps. God has given us God's name. God goes ahead and tells God's name to Moses. It's written in the scripture. But God pulled a fast one. And the name that God has given us is I am what I am. I am that I am. I am as you shall know me. 
I am what I shall be. Which doesn't really help us with the first part of the question. <laughs> Fortunately, Scripture is also full of many examples of people calling God by names. These are the names that are different from the kind of name that you put on a birth register. These are the names of the heart, the names of closeness, of tenderness, and these names are explicit. What are the, some of the names that you've heard God called? I can hear you, Donna. Yahweh. Yeah, that's the one, right? God is what God is, who God is, that God is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What other names? L. Yeah, the big kahuna, right? Hmm? Elohim. Yes, they. It's a plural. We love that. El Shaddai, yeah, you're all being very good Bible students, but let's talk about English. What are the names that we've heard God called that we know in our own language? Jehovah, yep. Yeah. Love, we've heard God called love, amen. Father, we've heard God called father, amen. And mother, and Savior. Savior. So we've heard God called the one who saves. Savior. Mm -hmm. We've heard God called Almighty. Almighty. Mightier than any force that we might be intimidated by. Amen. Lord. Mm -hmm. Above all lords, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now you're talking at once, which is great. So keep thinking about these names, yes? One of the names that we uh, know God has been called is God is the one who sees. Sorry about that. God is the one who sees. God is the one who hears. God is a creator. Right? These are descriptive names of God. When we remember God's name, does it help us meet our current moment. Some of the names that God has been called are truth and righteousness and love. When we hear about an act of hate that takes the lives of people because of the color of their skin, does it help us meet this moment to know that God's name is truth and righteousness and love? Does it help us meet this moment when we're having a hard time figuring out which bill is going to get paid this month? To know that God is named creator, sustainer, provider. Does it help us meet this moment when we don't know what's coming next, when we feel like our institutions are in upheaval? when there is uncertainty everywhere and we have decisions to make about how and when and in what ways we will change? Does it help us to meet this moment to know that God's name is leader, guide, Lord? 
We've often learned these kinds of names from God from the other people who have known God. The people who have followed God and have expressed who they know God to be. Like Mary, right, who has a direct revelation from God and then professes. God is the one who pulls the mighty down from their thrones and lifts up the lowly. God is the one who feeds the hungry and sends the rich empty away. It's from people like Mary that we learn these names for God. And in the same way that Mary was a disciple of God's, a follower of God's, we too are followers of God. We too have power in naming God and sharing the names that we have given God to meet this moment. It is not a small thing to choose how to begin a prayer. You can begin any prayer by calling God by God's name, and you get to choose what name you're going to use to call God. Sometimes you may be feeling more formal. Sometimes you may be feeling more distant, and that will show in the name that you choose. Sometimes you may be feeling a need for that closeness, for evidence of the friendship that has been with you all your life. So you're going to choose a nickname, a fond name. Sometimes you might be upset, maybe angry, maybe justifiably so. Then you might use a formal name with all the parts, like when, as a kid, you get called your full name. I want you to, to share with you this quote of Pat Schneider. She is a writer, so she works in words and she sees their power. To write the red of a tomato before it is mixed into beans for chili is a form of praise. To write an image of a child caught in war is confession or petition or requiem. To write grief onto a page of lined paper until tears blur the ink is often the surest access to giving or receiving forgiveness. To write a comic scene is grace and beatitude. To write irony is to seek justice. To write admission of failure is humility. To write admission of failure is humility, and to write tragedy and allow comedy to arise between the lines is miracle and revelation. When we pray, we are practicing remembrance. We are calling, by God name, calling God by a name that brings to mind who God has been, but also proclaiming something about who God is and shall be. There's a fancy word for this, anamnesis. Anamnesis is in remembrance. That's also what we are doing when we celebrate communion. We are being, bringing the past and the possibility into the same present. 
Anamnesis in remembrance is how ancient and contemporary voices meet each other in worship and sing a world redeemed. We don't have to be in a formal setting for this to be possible. We have all been empowered by the Spirit of God to do this in our own voice, in our own prayer. And as we're finding our voices in the Psalms, I want to tell you something about how this works. It's called the collect. And I like that word because it's spelled exactly the same as the word we use, collect, collect, collect. Collect names. Collect memories of who God has been for you and for the world. Collect powers that you know God has and match them with a collection of the needs you know exist in this world. Collect your hopes and the hopes of humankind, your neighbors and people of the past and those who are coming after you. Collect that God is Elohim, plural, more than one, and affirm the many faces of God's truth and love and justice. I'm going to invite us to do this together in a small way when we get to the prayer time today, to collect these things and to proclaim them aloud. We're also going to do it during our communion time. This is a gift we can do individually in prayer or in prayer altogether. So now that I've prepared you, let us share this mind as we celebrate communion and amnesis remembrance. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Let us lift up our hearts to God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Maker, you formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. Constant friend, when we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. Redeemer, you claimed us, freed us, and revealed your loving power to us, promising to be our God with us always and everywhere. Liberator, your spirit anointed your son, Jesus Christ, to preach good news to the poor, to heal the hurting, to satisfy the hungry, and to reveal the abundance found in your way. Rabbi, teacher, Jesus Christ saw each person, challenging or encouraging each according to their need, accompanying them in brokenness, and mending the social fabric with his whole self, for his lifetime, for ours, and for every life to come. Messiah, 
From this reconciling power, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and empowered us to be little Christs by water and the Spirit. Ground of our being, there is nothing we can experience that is not woven with your love, even to the end of the age. On the night in which Jesus, God among us, gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, ruler of heaven and earth, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take and eat, all of you. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, Jesus, healer, took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink of this, all of you. This is the cup of new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this and remember me. And so, anamnesis, in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and fruit. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by your love. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast with the saints reunited. Through Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Now everything is ready. Come and eat. Mm. 